Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back. It's hard to believe we are a week away from Christmas Day. I know you all are probably getting really excited for that. I know I am. My family is for sure. And it's really tough time to be a Steeler fan. Really difficult time to be a Steeler fan when you think about all that's gone on with the Steelers over the course of the last three games, two weeks, the two losses, Arizona, New England, and five-day span. They were two-win teams coming into those home games. Then you go on the road, you're thinking, okay, we're going to get right against Indianapolis. And when I say get right, not a get right game, but just find a way to win game, get yourselves back in the winning column, feeling good about yourselves, maybe have a playoff shot. No. That, that, that obviously, if you listen to my winners and losers podcast, which if you're just tuning into this on Monday and you're like, I can't wait to hear Jeff's winners and losers. I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to go back and listen to that podcast separately. That was done on Sunday morning. So it's, you don't have to go back far, but I did just the winners and losers, probably about 20 minutes in length, a little bit less than that and had one winner and 15 losers. And it's funny because after I posted the, the podcast, I had one of my ride or die crew members on Twitter say, Jeff, like, let's be honest. You, you could have gone more than 15, right? The answer to that is absolutely I could have gone more than 15. Probably could have gone, shoot, 20, 25. If I really dug deep and wanted to look into the minutia of the game, I had no interest in doing that. I know you had no interest in listening to all that, reading all that if you went to steelcurtainnetwork.com and read the article. So in other words, I cut it off at 15. That's That's where we are. But nonetheless, Steelers lose. It's tough Monday, going back to work. Bengals win, Browns win. Ravens haven't played yet, but still, everyone else in the division's looking good in the playoff hopes, which, by the way, you know, there's some people out there saying, well, the playoff pictures, we got we to stop with that. And I know that last week, I was one of the ones that said, you know, if, if you still care about this stuff, the Steelers are still alive. Technically, they're still alive right now. Technically, they still have life. At seven and seven, even with you know, even with Houston winning on Sunday, that was a big that was a big hit to the Steelers' hopes. If you still believe in that kind of thing, but honestly, for me, I don't. I'm just not buying into that right now. That the, the Steelers are a a colossal failure of a team at this juncture. And when I say a team, I could also say you know, as an organization, there are very few aspects of this team and this organization right now. That as a Steeler fan, people can say that they're proud of and that they love the fact that they support this group. Very few. I know for me, when I think about it, it's probably the GM and the assistant GM. Andy Weidel and Omar Khan. Not well, Khan's obviously the GM. Weidel's the assistant GM. I love what they've done in the limited time that they've been at the helm. Other than that, I, I just I, I can't stand the direction of this team which is where we're going to be talking about in this podcast. We're going to be talking about how the Steelers way and change are on a collision course. Now this will make sense because what you know, what the Steelers way is, right? You should know. If not, you will by the end of this podcast and change, which those two don't go hand in hand. They, they, they are not jiving together. Normally that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But do we have any news? Well, 
talked about the injuries on Monday's podcast, but I'll bring those up again. Uh, we do not have an update on Minka Fitzpatrick's knee. I'm sure that today, Monday, because the Steelers play on Saturday again next week when they host the Cincinnati Bengals for the regular season home finale, Mike Tomlin will be speaking to the media on Monday. So we'll know more today about Minka Fitzpatrick's knee. It's probably likely that Cam Hayward is not going to be available because he's in the NFL's concussion protocol now, and it's very difficult for players that only have a standard seven-day window to get through that protocol and be back for the next game. Remember, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith had the extended break, therefore gave them the opportunity to get through everything that they needed to do. So the injury situation, that's not good, but that's still news in case you just completely tuned out after the game on Saturday and are just now returning. And then Tariq Carpenter, who's a linebacker on the practice squad, was cut. Why? He was released after an arrest. Uh, so, yeah, fun times, right? Fun times. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into the Steelers' way and the head-on collision with change that's about to happen. But before we do that, I do want to make one quick announcement. It's not an announcement that is anything earth-shattering. It's not changes. It's not, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. This is just the simple fact. I said this on the post-game show, and I'll say it again right here. For all the ride-or-die crew, or maybe you didn't check out the post-game show because, well, that's depressing. I get it. What I want to say is simple. I'm not going anywhere. Steel Curtain Network's not going anywhere. Our content's not going anywhere. SteelCurtainNetwork.com's not going anywhere. FansFirstSports.com, same. We aren't going anywhere. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like a lot of times content creators, and that's what we are. We're fans, but we're content creators. This podcast that you're listening to is content that was created by me. So I want you all to know that like, even if this team continues to suck their way all the way through the rest of the season, let's say they lose their next three games. They end the season on a six-game losing streak. Let's say that happens, okay? If that happens, I will still be here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be on every post-game show. I'll be on the Steelers preview. I'll be doing Lord knows how many podcasts with fans first on the FFS and NFL feed with people like Rob Stats Guerrera and Coach KT Smith. And I'll be doing Pez's picks with Pez. And I'll be doing my golf podcast. I'm not going anywhere. So if you're ever in doubt of like, wow, like I, I, I just want to listen to something, we will be here. And if you want to get away from it, I understand it, but we will be here when you get back. So just want to make that quick announcement. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, early break, and we come back. I'm going to dive headfirst into this because there's a lot to unfold here. The Steelers way change head on collision. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Thank you for sticking around. There is something about this. So I obviously I don't have the winners and losers, which is typically what I have on a Monday podcast in the second half, but I already did that. I did that on Sunday morning. So I was I was walking the dogs and it's pouring down rain, got an umbrella, and I'm thinking about what what am I what what direction do I want to go here? I love to tell the listeners out there kind of where my mind and my processes come from. Because I think that there's some validity there in explaining where I, what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about these topics. And I kept on thinking about how, man, this offseason is going to be turbulent. 
I think that's a good adjective to describe what this offseason could be. It, it could be very unconventional as it pertains to change. Because as I mentioned, the Steelers way, the Steelers way, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. And I, I'm trying to take this one game at a time. But because I've already done the winners and losers stuff, this gives me a window of time where I can say, let's let's talk big picture here for just a second. Let's talk big picture for one episode. Let's talk about that. I don't want to get too far, but there are certain things which are inevitable in 2023. Certain things that are absolutely inevitable. I think one of those things which is inevitable that I see happening as this season progresses is that I see that the Steelers have quit on the season. I don't think the coaches have. I think they're still doing the best that they can. But I think the players have pretty much said it's it's a bag. It, it, it's done. It would lost the quarterbacks hurt, regardless of what your feelings about the quarterback are. Uh, I think that we can all admit now after watching Mitch Trubisky that uh, Kenny Pickett is the best chance for them to win a game. And it doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back anytime soon. The reports I got from inside the facility from our sources is that all likelihood, while there are some rumors that Kenny Pickett might be back for this game against Cincinnati, the Steelers are not banking on that happening. They are saying that the Seattle game would be the earliest time. Now, if things change and medically he gets cleared sooner, that could absolutely change, but the Steelers were planning on week 17 at Seattle as when he would be back in the fold. But the rest of the team, it just seems like they've just kind of waved the white flag of surrender. With three games left, it just seemed like it all came to a head in Indianapolis. But then also, the another inevitability here is that change is on its way. Change is on its way. Now, that isn't the Steelers' way, though. Change is not the Steelers' way. When everyone talks about what is the Steelers' way, that's a common question, right? What is the Steelers' way? Well, some people say the Steelers' way is winning Lombardi trophies. I get it. People like my dad who have seen the Steelers in how many freaking Super Bowls and they've won six. They've seen them in eight and they've won six of them. Like That's incredible when you think about it. But those fans are the ones that say the Steelers' success is gauged by one thing and one thing only, and that is how many trophies are you putting into that trophy case? I get it. I get it, but that's not really the Steelers' way. And then the Steelers' way sometimes was well, we're going to always be competitive. We're always going to be in the mix. We're always going to be that team that's viable. And, I, yeah, I guess you could say that's been the case, at least in the Mike Tomlin era. He's, we all know the non-losing record streak, all that stuff that's happened. But the more I think about it, the more I consider that the Steelers' way is simply not changing just to change. Sticking to your guns. Sticking to your guns. Consistency, even in dire situations, is what my I think now is the Steelers' way. And that's they, they love to talk about We've had three head coaches since 1969. They love that stuff. They love it. It makes them feel like they are a cut above all the time. But maybe that is the Steelers' way, that they think the consistency is the key. The one thing you have to remember about this ownership, when I say the ownership, I'm talking about the Roonies. You know, the Chief, he was the lovable loser. People forget that. If you read the history of the Steelers, I wasn't alive for it, but I have read a lot about it talk to people that have written books about it. And he was the lovable loser. And it wasn't until he let his son, Dan come in and start to make some of the calls that things started to change. Dan changed a lot about this team. 
And the one thing that everyone forgets about Dan is that sometimes he had to make some hard decisions. He had to let some people go, especially early in his tenure with the team. Uh, there's coaches that were just trading away picks. And eventually Dan said, you know what? You're out of here. We're not running this team like this anymore. You're gone. That's a tough decision. Is Art Rooney the second going to have, and to quote Major League Two, is he going to have the marbles? Are you going to have the marbles to, to do that, to make the tough decision? I don't know. I don't know. Because when I think about since Art Rooney is kind of, Art Rooney the second, mind you, has kind of taken over the helm and, and taken the reins of the organization. I think back to what are some of the tough decisions that he has made? I mean, some might say that when he let uh, Todd Haley go, that that might have been a, a tough decision. I don't think so. When they had the whole retirement with Bruce Arians, was that a tough decision? No, I don't think so either. Other than that, I mean, you've just seen a lot of guys just slowly leave. They retire. Most recently, you have Coach Mitchell. You had Keith Butler. Uh, you had some others like Randy Feetner. His contract was not renewed. Uh, they, they, those are not tough decisions. Yes, you're making a call, but it's not a tough decision. You're just saying, well, we're going to move on. We're going to go to someone else. Maybe was Matt Canada being fired midseason in this 2023 year? Was that a tough decision? Some would say it's a decision that should have made a, been made a long time ago, i.e. last offseason. Nonetheless, they chose to bring him back. So I don't know if Art Rooney's up to it. I don't know if he's up to it. But the one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to do a podcast and just talk about these broad-based things like changes and let people's minds run wild as to what those could possibly be. I, I feel like this change is inevitable. I already mentioned that. I don't think that this could be an offseason where the Steelers say, at the end of the year, we have decided to make a change in our coaching staff. We have let go running back coach Eddie Faulkner, or we have decided to part ways with Alfredo Roberts, tight ends coach, and that's it. And that's it. If, if that happens, let me get this out of the way right away. If that is the only change that happens this offseason, you will see the fan base absolutely revolt. You will see them get so angry and just up in arms about it. They will make their presence felt. I'm not saying they're going to physically storm the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex in the south side of Pittsburgh. I'm not suggesting that at all. But they will make their voices heard. They've done it already once with the Mad Canada stuff. They will continue. They've got a little taste of power now. They got a little taste of power now. I don't think that's going to be the type of offseason that they're going to see. So what are some realistic changes? That That's a really good question to ask. What are some realistic changes that we as the Steelers, could, Steelers fan base, could expect this offseason? Obviously, there's going to be a new offensive coordinator. For those of you that might be out there thinking, oh my gosh, are they going to keep Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner as like this tandem offensive coordinator for 2024. I think the answer to that is a glaring. No, uh, the, just the results haven't been there. They haven't been there with points on the board. It hasn't been there with yardage gained. No way, shape or form has this worked out to that. Wow. Like, look, Matt Canada has gone and look at everything else just gets elevated after that. So because of that, I think it's safe to say that, they're probably going to go with a different offensive coordinator next year, and that is a realistic change that we can expect. I also wouldn't be shocked 
if the Steelers decide to part ways with, with Pat Meyer. Now, Pat Meyer is the offensive line coach, for those that don't know. And when he was hired, our own Jeffrey Benedict at the time when he was still podcasting and writing for, at the time, Behind the Steel Curtain, which then obviously Steel Curtain Network now, he talked about how Pat Meyer is unorthodox. The way that he coaches the offensive line play is different. It's not your typical oh, come off the ball, strike first, all this stuff. Really weird. Talked about pass sets and how they still want to strike first, even when they're pass blocking. It's just different. It's really, really different. And I can't say that it's worked. When you look at the offensive line play, which really has deteriorated the last few weeks, I could see them saying that not only are they going to bring in a new offensive coordinator, but they're going to allow that new offensive coordinator to start to sculpt his staff. And by means of that, they're probably going to be looking at a new offensive line coach. There could also be other position coaches, but I'm not going to get down into that minutia. One of the tough questions, which I wonder is, will they go with a new defensive coordinator? We know offensive coordinator is going to be different. Will they go with the new defensive coordinator? Tara Lawson and Mike Tomlin have a great working relationship. They seem to work well together. The defense has been disappointing, but also absolutely ravished by injuries. You think about Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, Mika Fitzpatrick constantly beat up, uh, Cam Hayward having to go on IR early in the season. You talk about Montrevious Adams missing severe time with uh, his ankle injury. Yeah, you're talking about all these things that just continue to add up, continue to add up. I don't know how much you blame Terrell Austin. Some people would love to see new coordinators, both. Some might say that there only is going to be one. We'll see. Is a realistic change, the head coach, Mike Tomlin leaving, being fired? Is that a realistic head coach? Is that a realistic change, the head coach? Well, I'll tell you this from our source inside the building. As of week 15, Mike Tomlin, if he's not back, it's not because he doesn't want to be back. Unless that performance in Indianapolis was so bad that he says, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with this town. I'm done with his team. I'm done with his owner and his organization. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm retiring. Unless that happens, if the Steelers part ways with Mike Tomlin, it's because the ownership has decided that they don't want him anymore. But prior to the Indianapolis game, Mike Tomlin said, I'm back next year. He has one more year left on the contract. He's going to honor that unless the team doesn't want him back. Keep that in mind, folks, as this offseason comes up. If you hear these rumors that Mike Tomlin wants out or that don't buy into that stuff, Mike Tomlin wants to be back unless he changed his mind after that one performance, which when you think about it, after the two performances the week prior, five days, Arizona, New England, if he didn't want out then, I don't think he would want out now. We'll see, but I don't think that's a realistic change. I, I just don't. I don't think it's a realistic change. And then also you have these situations with players because we just talked a lot about the coaching staff, but that's not the only change that I feel could be realistic this offseason. You also could see players that are not brought back. Uh, someone like Mason Cole, Patrick Peterson. Um, even, I hate to say this, but you got some young players that might find their way to, to new different pastures. I'm not sure they're greener, but there might be different pastures. Uh, and so we'll talk about that as, as terms of realistic changes or, or what would an overhaul look like? Because that's where we're going to go next. If the Steelers decide to say, you know what, screw it. Let's, let's burn this thing down and then let's build it back up. Like we're talking a complete overhaul here. What would that look like? So the realistic changes we just mentioned were little pieces of the puzzle 
basically what that what that would look like is especially if Mike Tomlin is retained is okay how can we make major changes without blowing it up without burning it down and building it back up like I just mentioned so that's that's a realistic change now we're looking at what would an overhaul look like so what would an overhaul look like you're replacing the whole coaching staff you're getting a new head coach new offensive coordinator new defensive coordinator and on top of those you're not only going to have the head coach that's going to select his OC and DC, but those offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators with the head coach are going to probably fill out the rest of their staff. Will someone be retained? Maybe. Will no one be retained? That would be possible too. So that would definitely be an overhaul. I would even say if Mike Tomlin stays, but they were going to fire both coordinators, well, offensive coordinator we know is going to be going to be fixed, but they get rid of Terrell Austin as well. And they have to replace both coordinators. I'd say that's an overhaul as well. Now, what about trades? We're already hearing these rumors, rumors of George Pickens being shopped. I'm, you know, is Omar Khan picking up the phone and saying, look, March rolls around new league year. You want him. What are you going to give up for him? There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing against the, uh, I guess maybe tampering charges, tampering charges. It's like, not, it's not the court of law here, folks, but still you understand what I'm saying. There's rumors. The Steelers are willing to shop George Pickens. I could see Deontay Johnson also being on that list. And I I think there's a third name that I was going to mention on the realistic changes that I think could be on the chopping block as well. And that's Najee Harris. Um, I, again, I hate talking like about source, 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 but source close to the team has said that on at least one occasion, if not more than that, Mike Tomlin has had to have a, a very stern heart to heart with that young man about his attitude, mindset, buy into the, buy into the team, et cetera. I'm sure he's not the only player. I'm sure that Mike Tomlin's had to do that with this season, but still maybe some of these players get traded or, or just outright cut and say, you know what? We'll take the dead cap hit and we're going to move on without you because it's better off without you. I don't know. So you have a gutted coaching staff. And then you have this, with an overhaul, you have this overwhelming thought of no one is safe. Like no one is safe. Not one position, not one player, not one coach. No one is safe. Kenny Pickett, you would think he would have job security? No. Not if they do this overhaul. If they do this overhaul, you could say that they could be they could be looking at quarterback in the draft. They could be looking at signing another veteran free agent because if this is the case, Mason Rudolph's not back, Mitch Trubisky's not back, like just cut them all. We're gutting it. We're gutting the roster. We will find veteran guys out there that just are looking for jobs. Like Jacoby Brissett brings comes to mind. He actually got in the game today at Washington or on Sunday, had a good game. Through two touchdown passes. I could see someone like Jacoby Brissett coming to Pittsburgh and being a good veteran presence. And if you need him, he can go in and win you some games. Okay, I talked about how Mitch is not that guy. Why keep him around at that price tag? Cut ties with him. Save yourself some cap. You can gut the roster if you have to. I think the one thing we all have to keep in mind, whether we're talking about the realistic changes or the overhaul, is that if the Steelers retain Omar Khan and by proxy Andy Weidel, why would anyone feel safe unless you were drafted by those two individuals or acquired by those two individuals? 
if, if Elmar Khan has taught us anything, it's that he is more than willing to roll the dice on a trade or to cut you if he's not, if you're not his guy. Hey, Kevin Colbert drafted you. Great. Good for you. We appreciate your time with the team. We traded you to whatever team there is. I said it before. I'll say it again. If, if with the Arizona Cardinals, if they were interested in Najee Harris, I would have no problem shipping him out to the desert. Give me James Conner back. Give me James Conner and Jalen Warren in the backfield. And I think that would be one hell of a duo, but that could be an example of something that Omar Khan wheels and deals. Hey, Najee, thanks for all you've done. You weren't my draft pick. We're going to go in a different direction. So this is why when you think about this whole context of change, the Steelers hate change. And we've all seen it in the past. The Steelers will say that they're not going to renew a coach's contract. And so you go, okay, they're going to bring in someone new. Who are they going to hire? Who are they going to hire? And they take forever. And they wait. And they wait. And they wait. And then finally, they settle on someone that they like. This happened when they got rid of Sean Surrett, the offensive line coach. And this was also when Adrian Clem left and Craig Morgan said he didn't, I think it was Craig or Chris Morgan, one of the two. One of them's a country singer and one of them's an offensive line coach. Nonetheless, I could care less. Uh, I couldn't care less at this time. There you go, Dave. When you're talking about this stuff, the Steelers typically, they'll make the move and then they wait. And they wait. So think about when Pat Meyer was hired. The Steelers, I mean, we, the team, people that are covering the team are like, okay, when are they going to hire an offensive line coach? Here comes the, the NFL drafts coming up. All these scouting trips, all these times that you would think the offensive line coach should be the guy out there with boots on the ground watching these linemen saying, I want that guy. I want him on my offensive line. The Steelers at that point were just taking their time, taking their time. I remember when Tara Lawson was hired as a secondary coach after the Steelers parted ways with Carnell Lake. Same thing. Waiting around, waiting around. And and then you finally get this hire, and Steeler fans are so underwhelmed. They're so underwhelmed. Look, set it at the top of the show. I'll say it again. Steelers way and change, they're on a collision course. And the, I don't think this is an offseason where it can be minimal. I really don't. The Steelers have to see that what they're doing and the way they've done it, at least for the last five to six years, is not going to cut it. The rebuild that we were so excited about that was fast-tracking through a three-year rebuild has regressed tremendously. I'll talk about that in the future episode. But now you look, you're looking at serious change is absolutely necessary. Without it, without serious change, I think you see fans say, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've seen more fans this season, whether you believe it or not. I don't care if you believe it or not. If they say it on social media, could they be lying? Sure, they could. But I've seen more fans say, you know what, Jeff? I've got better things to do with my time. I'll check, I'll check your podcast after the show. I've seen more and more of that happening this year than I ever have since I started covering this team way back in 2013, 2014. So in the 10 years that I've been doing this, Fans are dropping like crazy because they're sick and tired of seeing the same old stuff happen every single year from the off season moves to the in season ineptitude. It's just, it's frustrating and it's 
It's literally tiring. It's boring. It's it's such a boring product. And so the one thing the fans don't want is to just say, you know what, we're close. You're not close. You're not close, Steelers. The organization, the coaching staff, the players, you are not even close to being anything that resembles a playoff team, let alone a contender. So if the Steelers' way is we are a contender for the Super Bowl championship, so if you're someone like my dad, that's what he says, then the Steelers' way this offseason has to be we're willing to make the changes necessary to get back there. We'll see if that happens. I think it will. Will it be the overhaul? No, I don't think it's going to be the overhaul. Will it be a lot of the realistic changes that I mentioned? I do hope. I, I hope so. I can't say that I know I have, I have any inside information here. I hope so. I hope it is. We'll see, though. All right, folks, listen. It's a Saturday game again this week, so a little bit weird, but we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. But ultimately, I want to say that on Tuesday, you're going to have the mailbag tweet, so make sure you're looking for that, at Hartman H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Man, this is crazy. The holidays are coming up. Saturday games, they drive me nuts. I'm all discombobulated. Nonetheless, we'll be here no matter what. I'll be back on Wednesday. Make sure you check me out there. In the meantime, you know we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. It's a great start to your week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Good.